you're about to enter the world of strawberry ice and the ice cave. Let's go. what's going on welcome to the show this is sports with strawberry ice i'm your host the Iceman, jeff trenopole and as always i'm bringing you sports from a west side point of view right here in the great city of cincinnati ohio home of ken riley future hall of famer along with ken anderson and big willie we're going to get you guys in it's going to happen all right guys we got super chats going on on the youtube channel so if you guys like to support what I'm doing here, you can give me a super chat. I would greatly appreciate it. And that is only exclusively on the YouTube channel. Now, do me a favor. If you found the show, hit that like and subscribe button. Smash that thumbs up. You guys are unbelievable. You are so awesome. It is July 1st, and I'm still adding subscribers. I appreciate the hell out of that. I am up to 1,236 subscribers. That is awesome. So tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell everybody, share the show. Tell them about Sports of Strawberry Ice. Now, just a little uh, heads up for tomorrow's show. I have a special guest. He's none other than Lance McAllister from 700 WLW. Now, obviously, he can't come on the show at 530 because his show starts at 6. So he's going to give me an hour tomorrow at 12 o'clock noon. So you guys are on your lunch hour or whatever. Are you still watching me at 530? Check me out at 12 o'clock tomorrow me and lance mccallister will be on we'll be discussing the reds the bengals you know his radio career he's one of the guys that he's one of my favorite guys to listen to um i've kind of not necessarily modeled the way i do it but i kind of have how he does his show i put my own little twist on it but lance cowster is one of the best guys uh to do sports talk and i really really appreciate him coming on the show tomorrow so make sure you guys check it out tomorrow no show at 5 30 but the show will be at 12 o'clock noon tomorrow. Now, this show and every show is brought to you by T-Properties. T-Properties, quality housing for quality people. Check out their website at www.tpropertiesllc.com for all your rental property management needs and your rental needs. All right, I don't know about you guys, but I'm getting excited. I read on Bengals.com that there's getting an orange, a Bengal orange coat of paint around the lower bowl for the ring of honor. This is from Bengals.com. First coat of Bengals orange has made it on the panel. That will be the ring of honor in the inner bowl of PBS. Now, as the East facade awaits 
The names of the franchise founder, Paul Brown, and the last name of our only, as of right now, our only Pro Football Hall of Famer, left tackle, the great 78 Anthony Munoz. I am very excited. I cannot wait. I think they said Thursday night is when they are going to do the next two guys, our only primetime game. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be Ken Riley and Ken Anderson. Uh, but it's just to be cool to watch them unveil the first two names. I would assume they would do it to a official unveiling. I would assume, you know, on opening day, which is very, very close. We are actually in the month of July starting today, obviously July 1st. This is the month that training camp starts. We're in the season of the month of football. Football has started. <laughs> Not yet. Uh, three weeks from now, we'll have football all the time again, and I won't be struggling to try to find out what the hell to talk about because <laughs> uh, everybody is going on vacation, and it's hard to get you know interviews right now because the guys I usually hit up are on vacation. Like, hey, I was on vacation last week, so I totally understand. <laughs> so let's get to the Reds here real quick before I get in more into the Bengals. Here's the starting lineup tonight. Yeah, Jonathan India, Jesse Winger, Nick Castellanos, Cablastos, Tyler Stevenson, Joey Votto. Alejo Lopez is starting again. Gino is out, and I am honestly okay with this. Uh, Aristides Aquino is center field, Kyle Farmer, shortstop, and Luis Castillo is your starting pitcher. Like, like I said, I am actually okay with sitting Gino. I really think he needs to sit for a while. You know, he, he – just needs a mental break. And you have Lopez up here who in double A and triple A was knocking the cover off the ball. And what you don't want to happen to him is he comes up here and he just sits. It will do him no good in his development. They brought him up here. He needs to play. Let him play. You know, we got we got two third basemen. One can't hit right now in Gino. Moose is injured. I have no idea when he's coming back. So for the Reds to, for me to put our best offensive and defensive team out there, I think Farmer and Alejo uh, Lopez should be at shortstop and third base. For unless Lopez comes up here and can't hit, you know, which I mean, he didn't get a hit last night, but his first AB, very first pitch he saw, he smoked it past the second baseman. Now, I don't really want to get into the Bengal, the Bengal, the Reds too much because it's the same thing I keep saying. You know, it's the bullpen. I mean, it, all, all I had to do is make it through one one more inning. I know Gutierrez pitched his butt off again, just like Santiago last night, trying to make it through. He was trying his ass off. I mean, J David Bell did not want to go to that bullpen. I mean, it was... There were no outs and the bases loaded when he finally went to the bullpen. So everybody who, who says David Bell goes to the bullpen too much, that's out the window. He does not want to go to that bullpen. And by God, the second pitch that Osage, I think that's how you say his name, threw freaking grand slams. Like, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> and I tweeted out last night. I said, for the love of God. Bob Castellini, go get us some bullpen help. This is, I mean, how many games with the Padres are we going to let slip through our fingers because we don't have a bullpen? It's like, and somebody messaged me back and said, well, you know, Bob Castellini wants us to lose. I'm like, why? Well, then he doesn't have to pay anybody. I'm like, then why does he own the team? <laughs> you know, it, and that's not what Castellini has publicly said. If you guys remember, and I've quoted this before, when he bought the team, I want to bring back championship baseball to Cincinnati. When they fired Dusty Baker, I'm tired of losing. Those are his quotes. He said this. He has a team that can win. What the hell are they waiting on? <laughs> I mean, you've got assets that you can probably dangle out there and try to get some relief pitchers. I mean, you got Aquino. You got Shogo. I know Senzel's hurt, but somebody might want him. You never know. We got... Lopez, I'd hate to give him up, but 
right now, you know, there, there's only a certain amount of time you get to win. So I know I keep saying the same thing. You guys are probably tired of listening to me pitch and complain about it, but I'm sure if you're a Reds fan, you feel exactly the same way. Let's see here. D-Ray, what's going on, man? Uh, Luis will give us seven or eight innings tonight. I, he's got to. He has absolutely got to. And he's, and Luis has been pitching like, you know, the old Luis, which is great. We need him to. And Sonny Gray is coming back. And that's the thing. Sonny Gray is coming back. If we get Sonny Gray back, we get uh, Lorenzen. And um, I can't remember the other guy from we got from Colorado, the air star pitcher. He's going to come back, and I think he's going to be in the bullpen. I don't want him to start. I think Gutierrez deserves to stay in the starting rotation. I mean, yeah, he got a little roughed up last night, but they were still in the game. They were winning when he left. You know, when he left the game, they were winning. Whatever you want to say, Pod- San Diego Padres are a good team. They are a good hitting team, and he's a rookie. He struggled, fought with his stuff when he left the game. They were winning. That's when you need your bullpen to pick you up, and they don't. <sighs> anyway, all right. Let's get to the chat here. You guys are asking questions. Jay, curious if you think the Bengals can ever leave Cincinnati. I don't think so. They can. I hope they don't. I, I'll put it to you this way, Jake. I know you asked this question at the end of yesterday's show, and I didn't have a chance to get to it. If Joe, okay. Indianapolis has a new football stadium. They got that because of Peyton Manning. New England got a new football stadium. They got that because of Tom Brady. Seattle Mariners, they have a new baseball stadium. They got that because of Ken Griffey Jr. I think the Bengals are going to stay here because one man, that's jackpot Joey Burrow. So, no, I don't think they're going to leave. I think, I, honestly, I think in the next three years, we have this is our best shot to win a Super Bowl. All the young guys are under contract. I think they're talented. <laughs> I mean, I know the offense is. I'm more concerned about the defense. I think they're talented on the defense. We'll find out here when the season starts. So, no, I don't think they're going to leave. Because there's so many. I mean, Cincinnati loves the Bengals. We had 200 and something people. Drive all the way up to Canton for Jungle to the Hall. Out of their own pocket to drive up there. You know, it was free, but still cost them money, a hotel room, food, gas to get up there. They did that to support the Bengals, Willie Anderson, Ken Riley, and Ken Anderson. This city loves the Bengals. This city loves the Reds, but they also like to win. It's been so long since we've had a consistent winner. It's been so long since we've won a championship. Last time we won a championship in any sport was the Reds in 1990. I was 15. I'm 46 now. That was a while ago. But a long answer, no, I, I don't think they're going to leave. But, yes, I can see them leaving. I mean, any team can leave, you know, but I don't think they're going to. All right, let's see here. D-Ray, what's up? All right. Season don't start till after the All-Star break. True, but if you're eight games out, it's it's hard. <laughs> I agree. As long as we're no more than four or five games back, yes, after the All Star break, I think we can make it right. I think we can too. But they're eight games right now. They're they're eight. That is the farthest they've been all year. And the problem is the Milwaukee Brewers are not going to cover off the ball. I think they're nine and one in their last ten games. That's the problem. And everybody else is dropping. I mean, I was watching. Um, I think it was MLB this morning, their their morning show. I think I can't remember the name of it, but the host on there was saying, Oh, this this uh this division is over. And I'm like, No, it's not. I, I there's been so many teams. How many teams this year have won on streaks like this? Milwaukee's gonna fall back to earth, you know. And when they do, that's when the Reds gotta be ready to go. Ready to go. All right, D Ray. The Bengals are not going anywhere staying in that exactly. Exactly. Jake, uh, I don't think they can because the owner owners are from Cincinnati too. I don't think I mean it, look, it, it, back in '96, if we didn't approve the stadium, they would have been the Baltimore Bengals. So yeah, they're from Cincinnati, but if you get a a, a better offer, yeah, they could leave. I don't think they will. So, you know, 
Who day Madden? What's up? I'm new. I'm a new follower. You hey, appreciate you. You can check me out on follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And do me a favor. Make sure it's because the comment is from Facebook. Do me a favor. Uh, make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel. I would greatly appreciate it. Helps me out. And every time I go live, it pops up. Jake, Reds should win tonight. They should have won the last two. <laughs> if we had a bullpen. So I don't know. And he said, Milwaukee's playing easy teams. They play the Cubs. I mean, the Cubs aren't that easy. I mean, they're they're not. They're the same as the Reds. So, yeah. I like your optimism, Jake. I appreciate it, and I am Mr. Optimism, but I also try to do with a dose of reality. My optimistic side is if you go out and get two shutdown relief pitchers, and then we get Anton and and Sims back, along with uh, Lorenzen, we get a pretty damn good bullpen. But those are all, all what-ifs. I don't know when Anton or Sims are coming back. So... Anyway, all right, let's get to – I'm tired of talking about the Reds. I mean, the Reds are frustrating. <laughs> I mean, it's, they're just frustrating. I hope they win tonight. Let's get to the Bengals here. And uh, Jeff Hobson had a really good article that I recommend you guys go check out on Bengals.com. He's got the five best storylines for Bengals training camp. And we can just go and dis- discuss them right now. He's got number five. He goes over five to one. Number five, he's got Darren Simmons. You're like, why? What What about Darren Simmons? Darren Simmons is one of, if not the best special teams coach in the NFL. Well, he says for the first time in 19 seasons, which I can't believe Darren Simmons has been here for 19 seasons, but 19 seasons, which I'll oh, actually, well, it's 19 seasons of a coach. I don't know if he's been with the Bengals all 19, but I know he's been here a long time. Anyway, first time in his 19 seasons, Simmons is getting a rookie ki- <coughs> Excuse me, rookie kicker in Evan McPherson. Wow. <clears throat> Sorry about that. Got a <clears throat> got something stuck in my throat there. Now I know some people are. I know Jake Lisko said this. <clears throat> I love Jake. If you guys listen to him and James on Locked On Bengals, Jake was not ecstatic that they drafted a kicker in the fifth round. My point is the reason they could do that is because of the trade and the multiple picks they got in the fourth round. And Evan McPherson is one of the best college kickers ever to come out of college. I think he's going to be a weapon. A weapon like the Bengals haven't had probably since Jim Breach. And McPherson might have a stronger leg. Now, I was listening, like I said, I listened to a lot of different podcasts. And... um I thought this was interesting. I wish I could remember which podcast it was from. But somebody quoted a coach. I think it was Bill Belichick, but I'm not sure. So don't quote me on that for sure. But either way, this is a great statement and what I think the Bengals' offensive philosophy should be. And with this new kicker, I don't think they're going to be as scared to do it as they were last year with Bullock. And that is make sure you end every drive with a kick, either an extra point, preferably an extra point, or a field goal. And with McPherson, they got a guy who can kick, you know, 50 yard field goals. He did it in college. Now, obviously, you guys see what happens in the NFL, it's different. But that to be a legit weapon, if you can consistently score on 80 to 85 to 90% of your drives, you end the drive with a either an extra, uh, uh, a extra point or a field goal. If that happens, I got a great shot of being at being eleven and one, <laughs> or excuse me, eleven and six on my prediction. And one thing I got to tell you, this I think I said this yesterday. I don't remember, but like I said, my brother-in-law and sister-in-law were out in Vegas, and I wished I remember what the odds were or what they said the odds were, but they were pretty high odds stacked against the Bengals for winning less than six games. I am trying to find out what these odds are. I will love, I will go put $100 down on it. The Bengals are going to win more than six games. Easy, I think. As long as everybody stays healthy. I gotta, you always got to preface it with that. But I think that is that is an easy, easy money if you guys want to go do that. 
And if you lose, then don't don't come find me because you know it's not my fault. But but I think it is. I think it's an easy bet to win win some good money at. I really do think the Bengals are win, are easily going to win more than six games. You know, I, I like I said, I think they're going to win eleven and six. And if and I do think a big reason for that is our kicker, where we're not going to have to worry about him missing easy ones, and he can actually make long ones. So it'll be interesting how Darren Simmons works out. Last time he had a rookie kicker, he ended up going with a veteran in Fat Randy, and we all know how that worked out. So I don't think that's going to happen this time. I'm pretty sure McPherson is going to be our kicker for the future. <clears throat> All right, let's get number four on Jeff Hobson's list here. Mike Hilton and the cornermen. Here's a quote from it. If their play, if there's, excuse me, if there's a player that represents what the Bengals want to do this year, it's Hilton. And that is seeking to set the edge and amp up the pressure on the QB. And I say that, we say that because Hilton is one of, if not the best, blitzing corners in football. And I think that had a lot to do with the Bengals wanting to get him. Also, we need to upgrade our secondary. And... He says with Hilton and and the cornermen because we're having basically all new cornerbacks. All of them are new. None. I mean, Trey Wayne's didn't play last year, so all of them, none of them, none of them have put the stripes on in a regular season game. There's a potential to have a very good secondary. You know, we got Jesse Bates, who, in my opinion, is the best safety in the league. Von Bell really stepped up toward the end of the season last year and really started finding his niche. We all know he blew up Juju, which was awesome. So safeties, I'm not worried about. Secondary, I'm really not worried about it. I'm just hoping it doesn't take a long time for them to gel and figure out the system. Now, the good thing with this compared to last year is they will have an actual preseason. They will have an actual training camp. So they can actually work together, get their communication down, and hopefully be a very effective cornerback group. Now, what also helps a good cornerback group, as I've said a million times here, is getting pressure on that quarterback. That's where Hendrickson, the Bengals need him to get 13 sacks again. If Dude, I'm telling you, if he gets 13 sacks, if he does what he did last year, we're going to have a really good defense. I mean, if he gets 13 sacks, we might have an, a slightly above average defense. We have a historically Terrible defense last couple of years. If Henderson could come in and get 13 sacks, that's going to up the pressure on the quarterback, obviously. Make it a lot easier for the cornerbacks to get interceptions, turn the ball over. You got Big Daddy Bayou, Mike Daniels, Oban Joby, and DJ Reader in the middle to stuff the run. There's a lot of exciting players that the Bengals have on this defense. So the key for me for this season, two keys. I'm not well. The one I'm worried about. I'm not really for some reason. I'm not really worried about the offensive line. I'm really not. I really think they are going to be fine. I think Jonah Williams is going to have an All Pro year. I really do. I think having Frank Pollock back is the biggest move that the Bengals did in the offseason. I'll get a little bit more of that with him and. Joe Mixon and their relationship. So I know Frank Pollock can coach. I know he's a good coach. I know Zach Taylor is a good offensive coordinator. I, I've, I'm really not worried about this offense. I think Zach is going to hopefully prove Mike Lombardi wrong. I haven't got to read the article, but I know James Rapine was talking about it on his YouTube channel, All Bengals. I'll probably try to check that out after I get out of here. Now, one thing about Mike Lombardi. He's, unfortunately, right a lot. So, this time I'm hoping he's wrong. I have a feeling he's wrong because I'm a Bengals fan. So, hopefully he's wrong. So, I think 
our offense is going to be fine. I think our offensive line is going to be fine. I'm worried about the defense. I think we had the talent. I've said this before. I'm not sold on Lou. And I will be the first one to say I was wrong about Lou. I hope I'm wrong. I hope he is good. Anton, what's up, man? How you doing? Well, welcome to the show. You say Lou is good. Anton, I hope Lou is good. I I I pray he's good. I've just seen too many times in the last two years where his schemes just don't work. Now, that could also be he didn't have the talent, which if you don't have the talent, you can be the greatest coach in the world. Look at Bill Belichick, and you don't go anywhere. So I think in Lou's defense, I think he's got the talent this year. This is the most talented defense he's had in the three years that he's been here. So it's put up or shut up time. If this team is going to go anywhere, it's I think it hinges on the defense. I really do. I think that's a big, big key for the Bengals. Anton, he didn't have much time to work with everyone, everyone injured. Yep. Lamar, Lou stopped Lamar. Yes, he did. One of those games shut down the Titans and the Steelers. I agree with you. I, I mean, I, I I loved his, what they did with Anton, Anton or Anthony. I'm sorry. I think it's Anton, I think. Um, I've said this before. He did a great job of sh- shutting down Lamar the first game. Why didn't they do it the second game? I mean, were they, I guess, that injured? I guess. But I don't know. But yes, I agree with you. Uh, the, the the Steelers, he did good. The Titans, he did good. You know, the first game against, as far as shutting down Lamar goes, they didn't shut down the running running game. Anton. All right, cool. Thanks, Anton. Thanks for clarifying. Let's make sure I say people's names right. But but yeah, so Anton, they did a great job of shutting down Lamar in the first game, but the running backs killed us. And I think D- it was the first game. We played him. DJ Reader was still there. Now, the thing was, last year, and you'll agree with me because you're saying injuries, we never had that rotation of Mike Daniels, D- DJ Reader, and Geno Atkins. They never played in a game together. So they never had that, that rotation for that run-stopping ability. So, I, like I said, I will give Lou the benefit of the doubt as far as that goes. The par- problems I have with him is just the schemes where I, I hate – and maybe the cornerbacks are better. Maybe this this – you know, maybe it'll be different this year. I would watch it on screen, and I would watch the cornerbacks literally back up almost out of my TV screen. I got a pretty good, pretty big TV screen. That's how far back they were backing off of the wide receivers. Now, that could be because they weren't that good. Maybe we have better corners this year. I hope we do, and I hope it's different. We have more talented team. So, I'm, I'm not against Lou. I want him to do good. I'm praying he does good. Like I said, this is the most talented team He's had, and if he's going to, it's either put up or shut up time this year for him. He's got to prove it. And to me, that is the key to the Bengals going 11-6. Look, I'm putting my neck out there. I, I've said, I think they're going to go 11-6. You know, let me find the graphic because I'll, I'll put it out there. Where it is. Yeah, see, this is where I, oh, that's not it. Where'd it go? Yeah, here it is. Sorry. Here it is. See, yeah. I've got going 11 and six, Anton. So I need Lou <laughs> to be good. I need Lou, Lou's scheme to work, you know? So, all right, what do you got here? Anton's got another comment here. I agree with you. I I hated what he did in Indy. That is the game right there, dude. That is the game that drives me nuts right there. We're at 21 points. That's the game that drives me nuts. Okay. And a few other games with talent, he'll be fine. I hope so. Let's see. And I got them winning nine or ten games, so I'm with you. Yeah, there you go, brother. Yeah. And look, if they win nine or ten, and they or they win eleven, I'll get eleven or six. They're in the playoffs. I, I mean, I'd almost guarantee you that. Might not be winning the division. Might be wild card. I don't care. I just want to get in the playoffs. You get in the playoffs. Who knows what will happen? And get that monkey off our back. Get that first playoff win. Get it over with. You know, because. It'll be totally different this time when the Bengals make the playoffs. Because as long as Kevin Huber is there, I think he might be the only one left from the five straight playoff losing playoff teams. There might be one other guy. But I think he might be it. 
And so none of these guys, coaches have none of them had anything to do with the five straight seasons of going to playoffs and losing. None of them had anything to do with the previous playoff losses. So hopefully it won't affect them. It'll be us, the fans, that are more, okay, come on. We just need to get a playoff one. We just got to get one. We get one. (laughs) You get one playoff one. You get that monkey off your back. You never know what's going to happen. And it ain't going to be a monkey on the player's back. It's not going to be a monkey on Zach's back. It's a monkey on the organization's back, you know, and they will be talking about it. But the players got to have the idea we weren't here. It has nothing to do with us. So, anyway, let's get into that, hopefully, in January when the Bengals are going to the playoffs. All right, uh, number three on Jeff Hobson's list here. Joe Mixon getting a game ball from Frank Pollock. Now, what does that mean? And I didn't know this. I thought this is really cool. This is how much Joe Mixon really loves Frank Pollock. After the game, on Taylor won his first game over the Jets in 2019, Mixon ran across the field and gave his touchdown ball to Pollock, who was the offensive line coach for the Jets then. Now, we all know Mixon lobbied to get Pollock to return as offensive line coach. Mixon believes wholeheartedly that Pollock could get him back to his thousand, be a thousand yard back for the, this would be the third time he's done it twice. Now, the interesting thing is NFL.com, and I I, I know I tweet, I, I know I put it on Facebook. I think I tweeted it out, maybe not, but it's on one of my social media things where they have Joe Mixon ranked. And it was kind of interesting. But here it is they have him ranked ninth in all the NFL. They say after missing 10 games in 2020 due to a foot injury, Mixon is is in a good position to thrive as the Bengals featured third down back with a departure of Giovanni Bernard. I truly believe he is the best receiving threat out of the backfield. Yes, even better than Christian McCaffrey and Alva Kamara. And we finally get to see his ability on full display having a healthy Joe Burrow, a revamped offensive line, under the direction of new O-line coach Frank Pollock and a loaded receiving core will help Mixon's cause. I think Mixon is going to have a tremendous year. I can see this, this is the game plan for the Bengals in my mind. Start fast, get out to a good lead, and then just give the ball to Mixon. <laughs> you know? Especially, and I think Mixon had a shot because they did this a lot last year. If it's, you know, if you're down there, you know, second and goal, third and goal, first and goal, I could see Zach Taylor giving the ball to Mixon. I think he's got a shot of scoring a ton of touchdowns this year because Zach Taylor showed that a lot last year. That we're a goal line situation, Mixon was getting the ball. And I think that's, a sign of things to come. You know, I, I think there's a very good shot. Not that he's going to break Lenami Thomason's, you know, touchdown records or anything this year, but that would be a cool thing to try to shoot for. But I can really see Mixon get a, getting a career high in touchdowns this year because of, I think, of Zach, his mindset and what he's done um, in the past years, or, you know, with Mixon just, just, last, just last year. So... Joe Mixon is all in. And I've said this before. People are like, oh, he's come back from a foot injury and he missed, you know, the rest of the season. To be honest, I, I, I think the same thing with Jonah Williams. If they were in a playoff push, they would have played. But they weren't. And there was no sense in bringing them back to try to injure it more, just rehab and get better for next year. So, yeah, they're coming back from injury. But it's not, it's not like a Joe Burrow injury where he literally couldn't come back. You know, these guys could have came back. Joe was injured. The season was lost. The Bengals just said, bag it and get ready for next year. So I really do think, yes, they're coming back off injuries, but it's not a big deal. It's not like DJ Reader. It's not like Joe. It's, you know, it's not like CJ, CJ, ooh, Zama, who's already ready. All right, number two on Jeff Hobson's list. The reunion of Jackpot Joey Burrow and Uno Jamar Chase. 
So this is just, I'm just reading this statement right here because this if they can come anywhere close to this, <laughs> we're gonna have a lot of fun this year's Bengals fans. Burrow won the Heisman, as we all know, with an NCAA record 60 touchdowns. 20 of them went to Chase for an SEC record. They could come anywhere close to that. It's going to be fun. Crown says Mixon needs to stay healthy. Yeah. They all need to stay, stay healthy. I mean, you say that with the whole team. They were so injured last year. Crown, everybody got injured. And I really do think a lot of that had to do with the offseason or lack thereof of the offseason. And that's where I think them all showing up at 100% to OTAs. I know identity's hurt, but it wasn't from practicing or football. It was from weightlifting. I think that's going to help them really get mentally ready, get physically ready. I know they're taking a, you know, a couple weeks off and then you got training camp coming up here at the end of this month, but they're actually going to have training camp. They're actually going to be hitting people. They're not going to be afraid to touch people because I think they're going to be, you know, at the 85% threshold for the vaccinations for NFL. I think that was one of the points for Zach cutting training camp, or not training camp, mini camp uh, a day early so they can get everybody vaccinated and we, they can come to train camp and have a normal train camp because that's what this team needs. This team doesn't need any more distractions. You don't need, well, Zoom meetings and this and that. You need just concentrate on football. Just concentrate on football, concentrate on becoming a team, and concentrate on winning. We got Crown. Crown says, is Moss going to make the team? I really do. I think he's going to make the team, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you why. When they the Bengals tweeted out the numbers, and this might be silly, but the numbers for the free agents, the big-time free agents that the Bengals signed, 81 was on there. 81 is Moss. So I'm pretty sure he's coming in. And if you see the first day of camp, who's Joe Burrow walking with? It's Thaddeus. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure he's going to make the team. Uh, I, mean, I mean, they only have really two other tight ends. I mean. So, yeah, I think there's a very good chance Thaddeus is going to make it. I think Thaddeus is going to have a good year. Uh, you know, I, I think there's going to be some magic between him and Burrow, and Zach is going to figure some stuff out. Chris, what is going on, man? Okay, he said, run the ball, run behind Carmen, and he'll make a make a path and then some. Yeah, I, I and I am, like I said, Chris, I, I'm not worried about this offensive line. I mean, yes. Yes, I would like them to have done a little bit more. But I'm really happy with it. I think they've done – I don't know if they've done enough. You never can say they've done enough because there could have been more guys they could have got, you know. But I'm happy with it. You know, I think Jax Carmen is going to be a great guard. I really do think he's going to stay a guard. I think their plan is eventually to get uh, Deontay Smith to be the right tackle to replace Riley Reef. Now, will that happen next year? I have no idea. But I'm not worried about next year. We'll worry about next year, next year. But that's what, that's why I keep going back to the thing that I'm most concerned about is defense, and that's just because it's been historically bad. Anton, all right, people people sleeping on how good Chase is. Jefferson was a beast last year, and he was a number two option at LSU. Yes, he was. So imagine what a better player. And Chase will do exactly, man. I, dude, you're you're preaching to the, pro, the choir, brother. I don't know how many times you watch my show, <clears throat> I, and I appreciate the comments. But dude, you're preaching to the choir. I, I've said that since they got him. I mean, that, that's why I was like, once once they got Reef, I'm like, we're drafting Chase. Go get Chase. Dude is a game changer, and I'm a flat game changer. You know. And that's where I think Thaddeus, I don't want to say Thaddeus is going to be a game changer, but I think he's going to be more than more than serviceable. I think he's going to be better than people think because I wanted the Bengals to draft him. You know, I know he's smaller in size and they don't know how good a blocker he is and all this stuff. He had a connection with Joe Burrow. Him, Chase, and Jefferson had a great connection. Can't get Jefferson, obviously he's with the Vikings. That connection they had, you... That's hard to find sometimes. And if you can recreate it here in Cincinnati, 
it can be a very, very good thing for the Cincinnati Bengals. So our offense is, like I said, our offense is not, I'm not worried about it. It's our defense. Now let's get back to Jeff Hobson's list here. The number one thing that we all have talked about all year, he calls it Burrow Watch. And we are beyond the point of wondering if he's going to be ready for opening day, if he's going to be healthy. He's going to be ready. He's going to be healthy. We're to the point of watching him. Like, is he going to participate fully in training camp? Is he going to take a series in the preseason? Will he take more than one series in preseason? What's he going to do? You know, that is such a huge deal, a huge step for this team that, you know, we, we talked all, all offseason. Me and Jeremy. Jeremy said, well, <clears throat> I don't know if he's going to be ready by game one. And I'm like, dude, he's going to be ready by game one. I did not think he'd be ready by minicamp. I mean, ready be, meaning not ready to play in an NFL game, but ready pr- to participate in minicamp. And he participated in almost full activity. I mean, he, he, I, you couldn't ask a guy to do more than, than Joe did at minicamp. Uh, he did everything he possibly could do. <laughs> so right now he's back to rehabbing. So Joe or Joe's parents, if you guys are watching, because I'm on Hootay Nation, Bengals Nation, all these different groups, you guys are watching. Please tell Joe Burrow to come on my show. I'm a huge Jackpot Joey fan, and I would absolutely love to have him on my show. Just a little shout out to the Burroughs and Burrow and Burroughs, Mr. And Mrs. Burroughs. If you want to come on my show, no, I say Burroughs, Mr. And Mrs. Burrow. If you want to come on my show, I would love to have you guys on my show too. Because I think I've tweeted you out and messaging. Nobody's answered me, but that's okay. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. Come on, show be fun. Anton, you're blowing it up, brother. Oh, real quick. Anton, you're on uh, the YouTube channel and everybody else is on the YouTube channel. If you missed it, um, I have super chats. If you guys like to support what I'm doing, support the show, I would greatly appreciate it. And that is exclusively in uh, YouTube on the YouTube channel and in the super chats. All right, let's get to your comment here, Anton. Chase has owned all of the top cornerbacks coming out of the draft these two years. AJ Terrell with Clemson, who was drafted, I think, like top five last year. Clemson had to take him off Chase. <laughs> in, the, in the second half of the bowl game, exactly, dude. Exactly. I'm dude, you, my next jersey. I'm getting, and it's hopefully going to happen here in, in the next month. I'm getting Uno. I'm getting that. I'm getting that one. Chase. I like my favorite player is Burrow. My second play, favorite player is Chase, and, and I. I mean, I absolutely love Joe, Joey Burrow. So jackpot, Joey. But Uno, that's my dude, man. I'll, I'll, and Uno, you want to call my show? I get. I've I've tweeted you out. I've DM'd you on Twitter. Answer me. <laughs> I'm a nice guy. Come on, my show. All right, Anton, blown it up. Love it. Listen to your show a lot. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. First time in the chat. Plan to join live sometime, either by chat or video. When do you do that? Keep on going, doing good work. Um, the video chats are kind of doing. I don't know. Whenever I'm not gonna do it right now because I did one yesterday and nobody. Well, Thomas got on, but I can put it in the chat here if you want to join. We can discuss here. Let's see here. There, there it is. It should be right below your last comment. So if you guys want to video chat live, we can video chat live here the last couple minutes of the show. And I, I like I said, I appreciate you guys coming on and pay, taking the time to listen to me. Listen to me rant. I know. I like I said. I always talk at things with orange sunglasses. But if you listen to what I say about the Reds, I am fair. You know. I mean, if you watch any of my videos I did last year, I was banging on the Bengals for not doing anything with the offensive line, and I I was all over Turner. I did not like him as an offensive line coach. You know, guys, they listened to what he said and basically thought that the offensive line was fine. So, so I I do see things with orange color, orange colored sunglasses and red colored sunglasses, but I am fair. At least I try to be because, and I've, with Bob Cassidy and these, I'm so frustrated 
I'm beyond frustrated. I feel so bad. And, and I banged on, on the mad scientist, David Bell, for the last two years. This is not his fault. What the hell is he supposed to do? I mean, I just, after they gave out the Grand Slam last night, they zoomed in on David Bell in the dugout, and God love him, he had no expression. Me? I would be pissed off going, you've got to be freaking kidding me. What am I supposed to do? He waited. He waited. The bases were loaded. Gutierrez didn't get anybody out. He waited as long as he could. He gave Gutierrez every chance in the world to try to get out of that inning. And all they had to do is get three more outs, and the Ravens would have came, and they would have won. I know you talk. I always say, hey, I hate talking about what ifs, but that's not a what if. That's facts. That's what would have happened. If they could have got three outs, this guy start, opened up and started raining. Cause I was saying that. I'm like, come on, just get three outs because it's going to start raining. It's, it's, you know, it's an official game. We can get this win. Oh, but anyway, <laughs> uh, who they Madden? What's up, brother? Uh, it's here. I am so excited. Haven't been this excited in a long time. Dude, I, I'm ecstatic. I mean, I, I said I'm so ecstatic. I, I can't wait. I'm going to be down in the Tiger Den, down there in the South End Zone, Section 158, with all the Bengal crazies. Captain Obvious, Bengals captain is going to be there. Bengal Jim's down there. The Orange Arrow is down there. Jungle Joe's going to be down there. The Bengal Lorian's going to be down there. We're all going to be down there. And that section, that is going to be I, the awesome section. That's what I'm trying to call it, the tiger den because i just think that's cool you know it, it's gonna have all the crazy bengal fans down there we're all gonna be down there i'll be down there i'll have my orange hair on my orange sunglasses and i'll be ready to go god it's september yet i cannot wait <laughs> it's gonna be so much fun and i really cannot wait because my brother-in-law when the i was at their house it was the Tampa lightning won the Eastern Conference Finals to go to the Stanley Cup playoffs again, rubbed it in my face, which I would have done the same thing to him if I were him. Rubbed it in my face. Yep, that's how we do it down here in Chapa Bay. Well, won the Super Bowl. Now we're about to win the Stanley Cup again, which I totally agree. I think they're going to win the Stanley Cup again. I don't think Montreal has a, a chance. And our baseball team, he goes, won the World Series. Like, ah, you didn't win the World Series. You actually lost the World Series. Well, we went. Yeah, I'm like, well, just wait. I said, the Bengals are about to turn around. They're going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> Whatever. Get out. And nobody believes me. I mean, I don't totally believe they're going to win the Super Bowl. I, I think they will. I think they have a shot. <laughs> but I think they're going to be. I really, really totally believe they have a good shot at making the playoffs and being a good team. And and nobody who, who's Bengals fans, nobody, nobody believes me. Like, oh, come on. It's the Bengals. Yeah. And we're going to be good. And I cannot work to be right. All right, let's see your crown. What do you got? Wait, here it is. That's going to be the drunk section. <laughs> the Tiger Den 158. Uh, it's going to be a fun section. I know. I know it's going to be the fun section. I see. I like drinking crown, but I try not to get too messed up because I like to remember what the hell happened in the game. <laughs> so, yes, I will be drinking and having a good old time. But I try my best not to get completely hammered so I know what the hell happened. <laughs> so... But yes, there will be some drunk fans down there, and it's going to be a freaking blast. I, I cannot wait. I, can't, I just, I can't. It's, it's going to be so much fun. Now, I have a question. Have you guys? I, I, I talked about it a little bit. Have you guys um, read the article about from uh, Mike Lombardi on how he does not think Zach Taylor is going to be a good coach, or is not a good coach? And I hate, I don't like it that he's wrote this article because the last time he wrote something like this that I remember, he wrote it about the Bears quarterback. And I'm trying to go in my head to try and remember what the hell his name was. The last one that they traded up to get. Oh, Trubisky, that's his name, Trubisky. And he wrote and said that he was not a franchise quarterback. And some of the Bears media came came back and fought him on it. Said, no, he's, he's going to be good. He's going to be good. He was terrible. So that's where I'm kind of like, I hope he's wrong. I'm not going to sit there and say, oh, yeah, you're definitely wrong. Zach hasn't proven anything 
for me to defend him. He's won six games in two years. I believe in him. I believe they're going to be a good team. I believe this team and these players believe in him. I believe in what he's trying to do. But you got to prove it. And it's hard to defend that. You know, I, I don't know how we can, as Bengals fans, can come back and say, no, you're wrong. We have no nothing to stand on for it, you know. I can see things as where I think he's a good coach. And, and the biggest thing I will say that I think he's a good coach, and this is two things. One, he had a great scheme against the Steelers, the Squealers, and it worked on Monday night, and he won. He outcoached Mike Tomlin. He did. He outcoached him, and, the, and they won. <laughs> the other thing was when the offense was really starting to click right before Joe Burrow, jackpot Joe Burrow got hurt, what were they doing? They were doing a three-step drop, getting rid of the ball as fast as they can. He was doing it almost on every play. That's why Burrow was throwing it 60, 70 times a game, and everybody's getting upset about that. But that's what that team was allowing him to do. He knew by that point what his team was good at doing. And it wasn't much, but what they were good at doing, they were really good at doing. And I was passing the ball, and it wasn't a, you know, a deep drop, it's three step drop because offensive line was so bad. So that's why I have confidence that Zach is going to be is a good coach. That's where I have a problem with Lou because <laughs> Zach coached to what his team was good at. Lou hasn't. So, yeah, I know, Crown. That's what I just said. The line sucked. Yes, I know. <laughs> that's. I know that, dude. That's what I just said. The line side has all they can do. That's that's what a good coach does. If you have a a hole in your in your team, you try to coach around it. And how do you coach around it? It's a three step drop and get rid of the ball as fast as you can. Because you say, "Oh, run the ball." Well, they couldn't because they couldn't. They uh, whoever's in the running, you know, running backs back there at that time, they couldn't run the ball. Now I know they ran it a lot in against the Squealers. But also, that was a completely different offense. I mean, Finley was running the ball. It was a bootlegs. How many bootlegs did he run in that game for them to beat the Squealers? So, again, in that game against the Squealers, he totally, he totally redid the offense. You know? They didn't throw the ball a ton because they couldn't. All they could do was run it. So, anyway, that's where I think Zach is a good coach. That will come to fruition this year. I don't know. We'll find out. But... For Zach and Lutz, put up a shut time. They got the best, most talented team that they've had. And I can't wait for it to, st- to start. Who day, Evan? What's going on, man? How you doing? Welcome to the show, brother. You're late. I'm almost done. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, man. You can watch the replay. All right, let's see. That's uh, 6.23. So I just want to get this out there again. I said it at the beginning of the show. And if you guys have missed tomorrow's show, um, I have from a 700 WOW, one of the guys that I love listening to, one of the guys that I've tried to model my show after with my own little twist is Lance McAllister. He's going to be on the show tomorrow, but it's going to be on at 12 o'clock noon because obviously Lance is on the air right now, (laughs) so he can't come on my show. So tomorrow, 12 o'clock noon, live. So if you guys are on your lunch break or whatever, make sure you check it out. Me and Lance will be talking for an hour. Brad, uh, if he doesn't win nine games, he needs to go. Hey, he's got to at least be, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's got to at least be, you know, a winning a winning season. But I have a question for you. I'll pose this to you guys. What if the offense looks awesome and the defense looks terrible and we're losing the games because of the defense. I'll put it, let's go to the Reds here. Do you think that David Bell should be fired because the bullpen sucks? Because it's the bullpen he was given? I don't. So that's where I'm like, if the offense goes out and scores 45 points a game and the defense gives up 50, which that's an exaggeration, is that Zach's fault? Or is that Lou's fault? Anton, what's going on, brother? What's up, man? Welcome to the show. Hey there, what's going on, man? How much? How you doing today? 
<laughs> All right. This is my first time doing this. I was in the, I thought, I thought I was wondering why I was on here for like 10 minutes waiting on that other screen. I didn't press uh, enter the studio. So I've been waiting here for like 10 minutes, but uh, I finally figured it out. <laughs> yeah. So what's up, man? <clears throat> well, not much, man. I know, you, I know you're about to be out of here in a minute, but, um, but yeah, man, you, you need to stop giving my boy uh, Lou a hard time, man. Every time I tune in your show, tune into your show, it's armadillo, <laughs> armadillo this, armadillo that. But um, <laughs> hey, brother, I, like I said, I will be happy. I, I hope he does good, and I think he's this is his best shot to to do to to have a good year. You know, I I, I do think he's got the the players to do what he's trying to do. You know, so I, I think he's it's put up or shut up time. I mean, the Indianapolis game. Sorry, dude, that that one kills me. Yeah. That one flat kills me. Yeah, that was like I said. That's that was the one that that I was kind of irate about because um, you know we got that twenty one points and it was just prevent, prevent, prevent. But um, but like yeah. I said, like he's he's had some some good called games. Uh, like I said, that first Ravens game, it, yeah, it wasn't on it wasn't on the defense to win that. Game. The offense couldn't score. Like they shut well, down. They shut down the Ravens. Well, uh, the, the running was, the running back still ran over us. They, they had, yeah, I mean. Yeah, we had they, some, they shut Lamar down. They did, but the running back yeah, still yeah. got pretty good. They, they, they <laughs> yeah, even let, the Titans, you know, we shut down the Titans, but I think Henry still had like a little over 100 yards. It didn't seem like it, but um, yeah, but I, I'll put this a Titans game. I think that is the perfect game to look at and see how Zach and Lou want to coach and how yeah. they want to win games. I think that that's a blueprint yeah. for what they, they want to do. Yeah, and the thing is, the only thing we're really for offense, one thing. We get all we need is an uh, offensive line to you know to hold up and, and be good. I mean, I'm not worried about none of the weapons. Of course, I'm not nope. worried about Joe Burrow. You get an offensive line. You know, Mix can do what he does. He can't. He hasn't been able to do it. You know, for a couple of years because of, because of the offensive line. But right. But after after Joe Burrow went down, I felt you know they before I mean, when they had Joe Burrow, they was throwing the ball like way too much. They wasn't really balanced. You know. So yeah. After he went down, I felt like they. You know, they started to win some more games and you know look better because they were more balanced. Uh, but I think they need to do, do that again once Joe Burrow comes back. I mean, not run the ball as much, like you said in that Steelers game. Right, it's all run game pretty much. Uh, so that's all I can do. I totally agree with you on, on but balance, they just can't for sure keep throwing the ball. You know, 40, no. 50 times a game. Absolutely, they not. need to be more balanced once they get Joe Burrow back. But um, yeah, man, like I said, I'm with you. Um, you know, you got eleven games. Like I said, I got nine or ten. Um. I don't see uh, even Bengals fans are really like pessimistic, like going under of the six point five of the Vegas. Like I don't see, I don't Dude, see. I, I, I want, yeah, I, I want to put money on that. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go find. I might go down to this. Uh, I don't yeah. bet much, but I might go down. I'll, I'll put I, my money on down. We're gonna win more than six games. I really yeah, do. Yeah, I, I think crazy. we're gonna win more than six. That, that's just that's just nuts. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting put money down too. I mean, Joe Burrow is definitely gonna give you more than. <laughs> well, it's not just Joe Burrow. You got Joe Burrow. You got Mixie. You got Chase. You got, exactly. you got T Higgins. And like I said, I really do think the defense is gonna be better because it's not. They with last year, the problem with the run game last year is they got so injured. You had Daniels went down, DJ Reader went down, yeah. uh, 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 Gina was was down. Or you know, when yeah. he came back, he still wasn't healthy. So we never had all three of those guys on the field. Right. We got four guys like that now, counting Big Daddy Bayou. So. We have a very good shot of of actually stopping the run and and to beat the clowns and to beat the Ravens, we're going to have to stop the run. I mean that that is that's what they do. Exactly. I, I will take my chances on Baker Mayfield and Lamar Jackson throwing the ball, not Lamar running, <laughs> but throwing the ball on us and beating us that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm with you, man. Like, yeah, it's. I'm, I'm going to share your excitement uh, about this season. Um, do you go to any away games or? I have never been to a away game. People ask me that. I I don't know. I'll I'll see if I can make the make it the one this year. I haven't I haven't done that. I would love to. Um, I've had a couple people invite me, <laughs> but, but uh, I haven't. I it's it just hasn't worked out. So I, I might go to some away games. We'll see. Are you are you uh, here in Cincinnati? No, no. I'm uh, I just moved from California, but I'm I'm in Houston now. But um, okay, but cool. no, I never I never lived in Cincinnati. I just like the Bengals. But um, oh, that's interesting. How'd you become a Bengals fan from? from texas or california <clears throat> from california so i'm from california originally so yeah um so I, it's crazy like i became a Bengals fan because of chad johnson um yeah the 2003 season right um right. i don't know if you remember the when he guaranteed a win against the undefeated chiefs oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah i remember that game so that's, like i didn't have a team like i grew up in california but i never really had a team like i didn't, I didn't care for the raiders didn't care for the uh 49ers or nothing so i really have a team at that point and I always like underdog teams and like during that time uh, I don't know. I just start like I like the Bengals helmets. And then I seen Chad, you know, 
talk right. about uh, – I just liked his personality, you know, talking yeah. about we're going to win and then watching that game and seeing them win. Um, and then T.J. Hushmanzada, he, uh, he's from a, a town where I stayed in, California, Cerritos, okay. California. Um, and then I was a US, I'm a USC fan, so Carson Palmer went there too. So I just started to fall in love with the Bengals at that there point, so uh, after that game. So that's uh, cool. That's how I became a Bengals fan. <laughs> that, that, I, I'm always interested how how people become Bengals fans when they they don't, they don't grow up here. So that's yeah, cool, yeah. man. I mean, yeah, Ch- Chad. Like I said, Chad got a lot of people to be Bengals. Exactly. Fans. Yeah. I mean, and I remember that 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 Chiefs game. That to me, that Chiefs game started the Marvin Lewis run. I mean, exactly, guaranteeing yeah. that game because the Chiefs were undefeated. Yeah. You know, they they were one of the best teams in full. We were we were the lowly Bengals. We had you know hadn't won them. I think that was the first win for the Bengals that year. If I my memory serves me right. Uh, I don't think I think no, they had a, a win or two, I believe. They, I, re, I rewatched it again about a couple weeks ago on YouTube, but yeah, they had a win or two, I believe. Okay, I know it wasn't that many wins, but still, yeah, it, it was it was it was a, a dramatic win, and I, I loved it. I was going nuts. I'm like, you gotta be kidding me! This is awesome. Man, no, yeah, that was that was a good game. Exactly. Yep. <clears throat> All right, yeah, brother. Well, but yeah, I appreciate you. it. Um, I'll definitely tune in tomorrow and uh, for the Lance Cal- or with the, is it Lance McAllister on there? Yeah, Lance McAllister. He's a local uh, sports talk guy here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. I follow. Like I said, I still follow all the Cincinnati people, even though I don't cool. live there. I still I know who all the people are and stuff like that. But uh, but yeah, I'll definitely tune in and keep tuning in. I'll, I'll speak more with you later on, my brother. All right, man. Thanks, thanks, Anton. <laughs> Take it easy, man. Good all right, day. Man, appreciate it. See ya. That was cool. I appreciate Anton coming on. I always, I always like talking to talking to new new viewers, new listeners, and that's I always think it's interesting to find out how did you become a Bengals fan. You know. Uh, let's see. Like, uh, no, no. We got a couple. Let me get the last couple comments here. Who day? Uh, now get the hell out of here. Uh, B. Maria? Maria? Whatever. <laughs> I'm terrible at reading. I'm sorry. Hey, hopefully, ooh, Uzama is back playing like the start of the season last year. But what do we do with Sample? Uzama only has one year left. Well, I don't think Sample's going anywhere. Um, yeah, Usa- Usama, yeah, he's only got one year left. And to me, that's it depends on how good a year he has. And if he starts out this year like he did last year, he's going to get a big contract. <laughs> Hopefully from the Bengals. But we'll see. But that is that is gonna be a very, very interesting storyline uh with the with the the tight ends and see how good uh uh, CJ is with with uh, Burrow again. If they can pick up where they were last year, if Thad can pick up where him and Burrow were at college, and where that leaves Sample, it might if they sign Uzama, it might leave him out. Because I mean, the thing is, if Uzama has a good year, Thad has a good year, they got to resign. Can they resign both of them? Are they resign one of them? I don't know. But those are things we will have to talk about in the off. Hopefully, we'll talk about the off season next year because hopefully they had really good seasons. Hude Madden. Then you address the defensive coaches. Uh, coaches, in my opinion. Oh yeah, with the, well, yeah, what I was talking about before. Yes, that's that's what I'm saying. If the offense is taking off and they are scoring at will, and the defense is terrible, I don't see you firing Zach. So that's where I think it, it's going to be different. So yes, if he doesn't have a a 500 record. But they score a ton. Is it because of him or is it because of the defense? So, anyway. Brad, one more now. Get the hell out of here. Uh, it's Lou's fault if he doesn't keep the other team offense off the field. I, yeah. I, it, especially this year with this team. I think they've got the talent to be a legitimate defense. Not a great defense, but we'll just, just go to where, where Anton became a Bengals fan. He started in 03. That and I've said this a lot. That 05 defense, it was not a great defense. It was very opportunistic and a very good defense. And that's all the Bengals need this year because they got an offense just as good, maybe better than that 05 offense was. So it's gonna be a lot of fun this year, I think. All right, it's 634. I am over my usual time. So I want to get to the Facebook groups that. Let me live stream, and as always, I appreciate every single one of them. Um, if you guys are Bengals fans, Reds fans, Bearcat fans, go to these groups and join them because they're fun groups. You got Hootay Nation, one of the best Bengals groups, one of the biggest uh, groups 
on Facebook. Bengals Nation, another huge group. Bengals Who Day Nation. So there's different. You got Bengals Nation and you got Bengals Who Day Nation. So two different groups. Cincinnati Bengals, the jungle. Then for my Reds fans, I'm on Cincinnati Reds, riding third, heading for home. Bearcat country for my University of Cincinnati Bearcats, who are going to have an awesome football team as well this year. I'm working on getting Chad Brendel uh, hopefully sometime this month. I know he's hit or miss right now because he's busy. He's on vacation just like everybody else is. Uh, the Ice Bar, which is a show page where it's a virtual bar. We come in there, have conversations. You guys can talk crap to each other. Discuss the Bengals, discuss the Reds, discuss the Bearcats. Check that out. And then you can follow me on all my social media platforms, all under Sports with Strawberry Ice. I'm on Facebook, Twitter. The handle there is at Jeff A. Trenopole. I'm on Instagram, like I said, which is awesome. I'm over 1,000 followers on Instagram. I'm not there on Twitter yet. I'm only at 600 something. I'm getting close. So let's try to get Twitter up to 1,000 followers. That would be awesome. I'm also on TikTok. I know not everybody's on TikTok. So, I mean, we can get a ton of followers on there. That'd be cool. But TikTok, the handle is ice at Iceman90. I'll be pulling a sound off later on tonight and putting up on the podcast. So if you missed any of the show and you don't want to sit here and watch me for an hour, well, it's an hour and, you know, 56 minutes now. Um, or 66 minutes. I'll get it right. Um, you can listen to it. I'm on Beanpod, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, pretty much wherever you get your podcast. Make sure you rate, like, and review. Share it with your friends. Tell your friends, tell your neighbors about Sports Strawberry Ice. YouTubers, like I said, we're at 1,236. That is awesome. I promise you. Give it to 10,000. I will give away a Bengals jersey to one of my lucky viewers. It might be a Bengals jersey of your choice. Who knows? I got to figure out how to do it and try to make it fair. But let's get to 10,000 and make me figure it out. And other than that, as my friend, who hopefully someday will come back on the show, (laughs) Jeremy D. Would always say. Now, everybody, all together, ready? Here we go. Remember one thing and one thing only. And that is... You don't live in Cleveland. You live in Cincinnati. So act like it. Who day? I hope to God the bullpen does good tonight and the Reds win. We'll find out. That's just sports, baby. See you tomorrow at 12 o'clock. Lance McAllister. See ya!